And Colby ends the quarter with another block. And, you know, at this point, I'm on Twitter acting like a proud father of Colby Jones. I, I, I love our rook. He's showing out tonight. Of course, a lot of slaps that are not getting called that are, of course, very frustrating. Welcome to playing the Warriors. I do uh, want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Herter. If you're not scoring and you're rebounding and doing shit like that, uh, you're contributing. So um, shout out to him. He's figuring out ways to contribute to the game, and I fucking love it. Welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily, joined by my co-host Elizabeth. Kings just lost to the Dubs by one point on a Clay Thompson uh, mid-range jump shot. Uh, again, we get one of those losses where it just stings for a little bit. But that being said, let's recap the game. Uh, in the first quarter, Dubs off to a hot, hot start. Draymond hits two threes. Kings struggle for, for the first few minutes until Davion hits a three. Domas goes to work and lives at the free throw line. Uh, Looney has two fouls already. Colby, freaking Jones, Malik Monk, and Sasha come in with a uh, foreign change to go. Uncle Keeg steals the ball from Curry and hits two free throws. Colby Jones keeps CP3 on his hip and hits a smooth lay-in. Colby then drives and hits another layup. Our rook is playing like a veteran, a three-year veteran. The bench battles back during the non-Curry minutes, which was huge, huge for us, and uh, ties the score. Liz, any takeaways from the first? Uh, yeah, I mean, we came out. I think to a slow start. Obviously, words came out fast, came out hot. Um, I thought we were not getting, you know, into our offense too much. I thought we were kind of letting them dictate the game in the first, you know, first portion of the first quarter. Uh, but then, you know, we kind of got it going. So I like seeing Colby Jones in it. So that's always awesome. Uh, I thought Davion started off pretty aggressive too, which was nice to see. And uh, Sabonis. Yeah, and I was really proud of the bench for taking advantage of those non-Curry minutes. Uh, in the second quarter, Monk hits a three, who, let me just say, had a great game. Uh, Duarte has a couple of nice contests on Clay and Kaminga. He, he caused both of those uh, Warriors to miss. Uh, Davion continues to disrupt the Dubs' offense by tipping passes um, and getting steals. Domas hits his patented Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Davion gets a signature charge. Like, what's new, right? Um, second quarter, Liz. Yeah, I thought the second quarter was definitely a lot better. Um, again, I think like just watching Davion be more aggressive. The, the thing with Davion is, is when he's you know starting and playing a majority of minutes, like he looks for his shot, he's aggressive, things like that. Um, same with Sabonis. I think Sabonis realized tonight that obviously without Fox, he needed to be more aggressive too. Um, I really like what I saw from Sasha as well. Uh, you know, him cutting is so. Um, underrated just like how he cuts to the basket and how he kind of reads what like the floor and stuff like that um i thought defensively we definitely had a better second quarter as well yeah and i know people are a little down on duarte like oh well maybe um colby jones takes duarte's minutes i mean i think colby jones deserves minutes but not at the expense of you know just taking a player out uh i think duarte duarte was off with the shooting but his defense is pretty valuable uh to me um, and I think Davion right now, he's looking like we all thought he would last season. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing to see his jumpers wet and he continues, uh, to be off night on defense. Um, in the third quarter, HB hits a three who also had a game, uh, Keegs go ice goes ISO on clay and then hits a sexy floater over loon. I loved that play. Uh, Davion hits another three monk continues to stay hot as he hits a three. 
Um, JaVal in one sequence gets a bunch of offensive rebounds and um, gets a putback. And then JaVal gets a monster rejection. I don't know who that was. Let me know, guys. Uh, it was uh, guys Jonathan coming oh, I love it. Uh, and then Colby ends the quarter with another block. And, you know, at this point, I'm on Twitter acting like a proud father of Colby Jones. I, I, I love our rook. He's showing out tonight. Um, what do you think about the third, Liz? Yeah, that block by JaVale. I was like, holy shit. Like, he got up on that. I mean, it was just, like, insane. Just He just, like, fucking took the man's soul. It was, it was awesome. But, yeah, I like the third quarter. Um, I thought we came out aggressive uh thankfully we didn't have to let the Warriors have their typical you know third quarter um Steph was kind of out for a little bit and I thought they didn't take advantage of his minutes that he was out on the bench so that was kind of disappointing um but yeah I mean we stayed in the game you know all throughout the third quarter as well uh I don't think Sabonis scored in the third quarter as well that was kind of disappointing to see um kind of him shying away from being an aggressive like he was in the first half uh but it was nice to see Harrison Barnes kind of get going um you know, Malik does what he does and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Malik. I just thought him and uh, HB were contributing big time throughout the whole game. Uh, and then JaVale was doing JaVale McGee things, protecting the rim in the fourth, as we all saw, it was a back and forth game. HB with a huge offensive rebound, which leads to that Domas layup. Um, then Domas and Kevin do their two man game and Kevin drives in for a layup. And Malik drives for a layup uh, to give the Kings a three-point lead. We all saw what happened. We all saw the end. Um, I'll just say this, and then I'll let Liz cook and give her take on the game. But, you know, we have so many shooters. But, like, so many of our shooters don't didn't make their shots. Keegan was 0 for 7 from 3. Herder was 1 for 5 on from 3. And then Sasha was 0 for 3. So from the arc. So it's like, it's, it's disappointing. I'm waiting for that game where we just blow somebody out and at least four of our six shooters uh, just go off. And I'm waiting for that to happen. So thank goodness that Malik Monk and HB uh, did their thing and were able to contribute from the three-point line. On Davion too, he was three for seven oh, tonight. Yeah, and, and Davion had himself a game. And he's more than an adequate backup point guard. And, and I still say this, I think hopefully he doesn't leave us to uh, get a starting opportunity elsewhere because I think he could do it. He, he just needs some time. Uh, he's been amazing. Uh, I will say, um, you know, I hate, like, directing things at the refs, but the refs were fucking got awful in the fourth quarter. You have Kevin Herter going down, um, you know, after a steal. He gets completely just smacked on his fucking arm. Like, we could all probably hear that from San Francisco. Uh, so just, they were, like, just stupid fouls that weren't being called but like you go to the other direction they're being called for the warriors i just it sucks when you have to play uh you know teams like this and you basically have to play six six people um in that in the refs so that's a little disappointing but you know they showed fight tonight it's a bummer that we lost um i feel like any other team if this was a loss tonight i wouldn't be like that disappointed but i just feel like every time we lose to the warriors it stings um just because you know of the situation at hand uh, but I am proud of the guys. They definitely fought tonight. Um, just unfortunately couldn't get it done. So, you know, they got to kind of pack up, watch the film, and then move on to the next one because uh, we got a couple games against the Houston Rockets back to back. So, which is going to be no joke, in my opinion. Yeah. Sky, what's going on? Welcome back. Hi. I'm just a casual uh, viewer or listener of this thing. So, hello. 
Um, I just want to say tonight was an amazing game. Even though we didn't win, it was really close. And honestly, I think tonight was a great game. Even if we didn't do that well, we got to showcase a lot of the players who don't usually get to play that much because Fox is usually honing on on tons of points. But tonight was a really good game despite losing. And I think we can keep it up for the next games going forward. I love that. And, and you saw the growth, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what'd you think of uh, Colby Jones minutes? He did great. He, <clears throat> he, I, I didn't get to ca catch him playing all of it, but he did really good for the parts I did get to see him play. Yeah. I, I thought he did great. And he looks so comfortable out there. I'm really proud to see Davion Mitchell getting those um, minutes in and shooting all those points tonight. He was amazing. Not to mention Malik Monk, my boy, and um, Barnes. They did great. Um, other than that, I think you guys sort of covered it all earlier. So that's about it from me. What is up, everybody? I um, is, is it weird that it hurts more that it was a woman? Like, I feel like if, I, if we had just lost by 10 or 15, I wouldn't care. But, like, man, we really had a shot there at beating those boys without Fox. And, like, I cannot be any prouder of these guys tonight. With the defense, the effort, the all-around play, even when things were getting really sloppy, um, it didn't feel like it was just wild. You know what I mean? It was there was a, there was a lot of, of effort put into that. Um, trying to win a rough game here, of course, a lot of slaps that are not getting called that are of course very frustrating. Welcome to playing the Warriors. Um, but if we can hold the Warriors to 102 points on literally any night, I will take it, and I am okay with it. And if this is the game we continue to play, I think we're going to be we're going to be a problem in this league. Keegan Murray is coming out of his goddamn skin. I won't lie, I missed the first half. I got to go back and watch it. I fell asleep watching uh, OKC and the Pelicans. Um, but he was just unafraid to try anything going to the hoop in a way that I don't feel like I mean, we've been seeing him build up to it. I feel like tonight was the most we've seen of that aside from maybe some of the California classic games where Keegan was just going to this bag. The pullback dribble he had on clay and then goes and goes inside the floaters we're seeing all these moves going hard to the whole strong rebounds and all that. It's great. Kevin Herter had a couple of great rebounds on the offensive and defensive end late in this game. Um, the point to me that really stood out, though, that felt like, uh, I don't want to say moral victory. That's not the right term. But just, you know, there are moments in games that somehow signify more. Late in this game, we have two DeMontis Sabonis jumpers, one right at the end there, our last bucket right in Draymond's face. I think that means a lot. I think that means a lot for Domas's confidence. And we got to see him carry that through because he is beyond good enough to hit that shot. And, and we cannot... He can't be getting in his head ever again. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing where if you're going to be an All-NBA guy, if you're going to really come out here and compete, you got to push through that. And I think he will. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to see him grow from that, that stepping stone last year that was a pretty rough moment. And he's getting dragged here unnecessarily as we've covered throughout the media over the offseason. And uh, I want to see him bury it all. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for this team. I love hearing Mike Brown screaming throughout this game too. I think we're in the we're in the right place, and this is what I wanted to see from the time that we are without Foxy. Yeah, and I just want to see us get better, and, and that's what I'm seeing. And then Bung, what do you think of Domas cosplaying as Dirt Nowitzki out there? He has a mid range game, and and he has a little post up game right now, like his little turnaround fadeaway. Oh my god! I also there was there was a multiple times tonight where I felt like he was given 
more than enough room on the three. And I was calling for him, take it, take it. Like I, I, I want to see him continue to shoot and push himself because he has a shot, you know, he's, he's too good not to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Sabonis needs to take a little, like, I'd like to see him at least take like two threes a game. Uh, I think that's very serviceable um, the way he can shoot. I mean, they leave him open on that spot anyway. So, I mean, if he can start getting that at like a, at least like maybe like a 32% rate, I mean, that's not horrible for a big. Uh, so I definitely would like to see him start to shoot at least like two, two threes a game. I hate losing to the Warriors, man. It fucking sucks. And to lose, I don't know why, but the fact that it was Clay Thompson like pisses me off for some reason. <laughs> like I don't have anything against him, but I don't know. It's frustrating. Um, like if it was Curry, like, if it was losing to Curry, I'd be like, all right, all right. Uh, I mean, obviously Clay's a good shooter too, but um, it sucks because like we're good enough to beat this Warriors team, like even without Fox and. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot of good, you know, uh, Colby Jones had a good debut, uh, Sabonis, double-double. Uh, yeah, that mid, that midi that he has going on is, is pretty dope. Uh, yeah, it's two and two start, and it's not the worst. It's just it stings because it's a one-point loss to the Warriors. But um, I think, you know, hopefully we got a few more weeks and play them again, and hopefully Fox is back by then. And, um, I don't know. Uh, I was listening on the radio and G-Man said something about Sabonis like shaking his hand or arm or something. So hopefully there's nothing uh, with that. Uh, that would suck. But um, uh, yeah, Davion did good tonight. Uh, just just got to try to get a defensive stop at the end there. And unfortunately, they made a shot. Uh, bummer. Yeah, yeah no, that, that was a tough shot by Clay. Uh, for sure. So respect to him for making that shot with Davion in front of him and then uh, Keegan in the back, I think. Sorry, Liz, go for it. No, you're good. Uh, I think the disappointing thing that I'm a little disappointed about, I mean, I, they had Steph with seven turnovers tonight and couldn't capitalize on that. So, I mean, when Steph turns the ball over like that, you have to fucking capitalize on those opportunities. Um, so I think that's definitely disappointing. But again, you know, this this Warriors team, I mean, they're not going into any away anytime soon. We got to play them again in less than a month. So and that's uh that's for the tournament. That's when it's going to start kind of counting for those games as well. So, yeah, hopefully Fox will be back by then. But this was definitely a very winnable game without Fox. I thought everyone stepped up um, as much as they could, but unfortunately, we just couldn't get it done. And Clay, Clay at the end just was being Clay. I mean, you just you can't do anything about that. So, it just sucks. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's been a while. Glad to be back. You know, uh, super impressed with what we did tonight. Played into jack shit the whole game, and then he turns up and hits us. Game winner on us. That that one just hurt. Like that was just man. But you know that's that's the beauty of the Warriors. I guess that at any point their big three can do whatever they want. So, but I was super impressed with the team. Super impressed with Davion tonight. I think he's like twenty times better as a starter when he gets his rhythm. He gets minutes, a constant run. Then he's more engaged. I feel like I thought it was a masterclass by Mike putting Keegan on Steph Curry because once you you put Davion on him. Once you screen Davion off, he pretty much can do anything he wants. So that length on him, I thought that was beautiful by Mike. I thought Kobe Jones looks like a 10-year veteran. I mean, Monty's four for four on draft picks. Another late-round steal. I think he's going to be a good player for us, uh, especially in the future. He has really good feel for the game. I think that's what really impressed me the most. Like, he made the right plays at the right time. and. You know, I'm really happy for him. Um, happy for Kev, too. I thought Kev 
played a super aggressive game, and I love to see that from him. He didn't just settle for threes. And the whole the team as a whole, I feel like we sometimes get lulled into this three-point competition. And when we're hitting them, we're hitting them. But once we don't, like, we don't have a plan B sometimes. So I, I really love that the whole team made a constant effort to attack the rim this game and really try to put pressure on Golden State. And Sabonis made Looney unplayable. I thought that was another important part of the game. I thought he got him out two quick fouls got him out the game, got him out of the rhythm, and then he was just beasting him so hard they had no choice but to put Draymond on him. So they got Looney out because usually he's an NPC against every other team in the league, but against us, for some reason, he turns into Will Chamberlain. But I thought we got him off the floor. That was pretty good. I thought we had a chance once Wiggins got off the floor, but, you know, you could play 23 good seconds of defense against the Warriors, and all it takes is one. Like, And they get just the – Worst foul calls, dude. Like Draymond slaps Sabonis with like three people around. Kev is at the rim. He gets slapped on his arm. No foul. Like, I understand they're champions and stuff, but like, can we get a fair game at some point against the Warriors? Right. Like, I, I don't understand that one, but I'm I'm really happy for the team. I think this confidence without Fox is gonna grow. Uh I just wish that Mike called a timeout at the end of the game. I mean, that's the only critical thing I have, like, like we could have maybe got our best defenders in there and set up instead of just letting, you know, kind of a freestyle and then Clay comes off and hits that. I mean, it hurts, but I'm really happy for the team. I mean, if we play that type of defense for the next whatever, 80, 79, 80 games, whatever it is, I think we'll we'll be taking that next step that Mike's talking about. But, yeah, happy for the team, and um, hopefully let's get this win against the Rockets. I love it, and I love that we're not panicking or anything after a loss. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what we're ranked on defense right now. If somebody wants to look that up, uh, please do so. But if we're top 15, we're going to be just fine. I don't even care if our offense drops off a little because um, it's going to because people know how to guard us now. Uh, Liz, any other takeaways? No, just a bummer to end the night. I was having a good day, and then, you know, to lose to the Warriors. <laughs> Doesn't put the cherry on top of the freaking cake. Uh, but again, I mean, we uh, thankfully we don't have to see the Warriors for a little bit. Uh, we're going to get some other opponents. I'm excited to see what they do against Houston without Fox because um, I highly doubt he's going to be back for either of those games. Uh, so it'll be nice to kind of continue to see what Davion can do starting, um, what Colby Jones can do off the bench. Uh, you know, just kind of these, you know, kind of see what this depth is all about. Uh, this is a true time to kind of see what we have. Uh, off the bench and hopefully Trey Lyles can come back uh, during this stretch as well. That'd be a huge, a huge uh, addition. Um, he's probably going to, you know, start off slow, things like that, but it'll definitely be good to get him back on the court and get him in some kind of rhythm as well. Absolutely. I just feel like we haven't talked enough about Malik tonight. I feel like he had a really, uh, really great performance uh, reminiscent of um, what was that game five or game six. Uh, no, game five in Sacramento when, when Fox got injured and, and he had to go off. Um, he's just been stepping up, and I really like seeing him come into this role where like he is not just a sixth man, but a late-game killer, uh, and I think he deserves plenty of flowers. Um, Joseph had mentioned listening and not seeing. It was obvious on the broadcast, only for a brief moment, though, as Bonus was walking off the court, he was grabbing at that hand, at that thumb and making a face it didn't look he wasn't you know didn't look like he was in excruciating pain it just looked kind of sore and it was the end of the game and he was like that ah, you know but 
clearly there's something still there. That injury is, you know, I mean, it's expected. That was, he didn't end up getting surgery, right? So it just had to heal. Um, so it's probably sore on some level. I don't think it's a huge issue. He didn't look like he was in any pain throughout the game, but it is something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm trying to look at defensive stats and I can't tell. I don't think that this game is included in everything I've looked at, but right now we're about 20th or 19th. And with a 102 out of this game, we might rise up a little bit. So currently we're okay as far as defensive rating, as far as I can tell. I feel like if we're in the high teens, that'd be pretty good. Like I don't, I feel like I should ask for more, but I feel like we would need to probably would need to be have a better defense than even that to talk about like real deep level playoff contention. But Hey, if we're, if, if we're not in the twenties, I'd be pretty happy with that this season. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's an, still an improvement from like what 25th last year. So yeah, I'll take it, man. Yeah. What's up guys. Uh, obviously a long game today. Um, in regards to rivalry, I know this is something that we're all on our minds about. Um, Steph Curry thinks otherwise. I know he made a comment post game the other day that this is not a rivalry. Um, I would say the way that Draymond and Steph were acting near the game with, in terms of antics, post-shot, making shots, the passion that they were playing um, would say otherwise, and especially this close games that we've been seeing. Do you think the Kings winning the next two games against the Warriors will help out to get ma- national attention in regards of saying that this is a rivalry, in fact, or is there another rival you think the Kings are going to match up with later in the season? You know, I don't know, and and I know this isn't popular. I'm sorry, guys. I don't kingfish. I don't say, yeah, fuck the Lakers and, and get everybody hype. I honestly, and I don't say fuck the dubs either. I like, I, to me, and, and I'm sorry, you feel free to cancel me, but I don't see this as a rivalry unless until we beat them in the playoffs. Like, we could go 4-0 against the dubs during the regular season, but if they still beat us during the playoffs, to me, they're still the big brother. And, and it's a rivalry in, in, in a lot of people's minds, but for me, uh, you know, until we beat them, it's not really. You know what I mean? Uh, Liz, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's exactly kind of probably what Steph was trying to say um, the other night on Friday when they beat us. I mean, until we can prove, you know, regular season's wins only mean so much, but until we can actually show what we can do in the playoffs and um, beat them in a seven-game series, uh then it's really not a rivalry. I mean, they have owned us for many, many years. Um, so, I mean, they can basically, as much as people hate it, like they can talk their shit. Uh, Steph can do his little night night as much as I fucking hate watching it. I mean, they it just is what it is. We're watching fucking greatness sometimes. So, yeah, I wouldn't consider it a rivalry either. And the beam, to, to your point, though, as far as Draymond and everybody getting up and their mannerisms and all that, that's just earning respect. Now we have the respect. For them to for them to give their best when they play us, I mean, we've all seen. I, I think it was that the barbershop episode where Draymond's like, "Yeah, you, you know, sometimes when you play these sorry teens, it's like you know, you just you're not inspired to go play your best." And then um, LeBron's manager, I forget his name, Maverick, is like, "Oh, you mean the Kings?" And it's like he didn't confirm either way, but it's like I think now we've gotten their respect, and we definitely get the Warriors a game if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense, and I appreciate it. And That's exciting. It's exciting to see teams play with that type of passion and the Kings have earned the respect. So looking forward to the rest of the season. Oh, for sure. And and, and thank you for uh, calling in. Please come back anytime. Uh, Bung, what's up? 
just to roll off of this whole rivalry talk, I don't think that y'all or Steph are wrong to say that it's not technically a rivalry yet. I think it's the right attitude to have to say we need to beat them and all that. We should we we should be humble. We are still the Sacramento Kings. Um, but as someone who feels very passionately about all this and was at all those playoff games. That was not a normal playoff series. That was not a normal first-round series. Like, that was intense. That dominated the national conversation. We had altercations and complaints to the league about the ball being used as a weapon and, you know, obviously all that. Like, it was crazy talk. And I think because of the local rivalries and the way, like, the local radio stations were going at each other at the time, which I know is something you weren't experiencing as much maybe daily. Um, Like, it was, I think, like, a lot, a lot of tension that of course we weren't in the playoffs and stuff, but like I haven't felt as strongly against another team as a Kings fan, except for the Lakers when I was a kid, you know, I mean, so I feel like personally, because we did win playoff games against them for me as a fan, who's in the middle of it, living in NorCal, it's a rivalry. But I, if someone wants to say it isn't, I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I think it's, it's a little more than, than nothing. Um, if we were to have a rival in the future, obviously right now you've got the powerhouses in California and all that stuff. But I think, you know, those teams are a lot older than us. They're on a bit different timeline. Um, actual rivals I think we're going to continue to deal with, I think, are Minnesota is a team that is shown to have our number. And the Edwards is coming up. They beat us twice at home last season. They were rough losses. I was in the building for both of those. A ton of Wolves fans showed up when they spoiled our playoffs celebration and they were screaming and, and, and howling and stuff so i think that could be interesting and of course the grizzlies and the whole job versus fox thing i think are uh, the future rivalries um what i actually wanted to talk about uh and kind of going off the rockets we were talking about and us even discussing the rockets as actual competition a bit is way different from what it was last season they're actually a team to be considered now they have vets they you know even a guy like reggie bullock bullock they pick up they're not just a bunch of kids. They got Ima Udoka. They'll win games. They'll be a tough out. Um, going off of that, how many teams are Portland the only team that's actually tanking in the Western Conference right now? Like, I think that there are genuinely, with how the Spurs have been playing and after that last night's Spurs game, I think that there are 14 teams, maybe they don't all expect to be playoff teams, but that are genuinely trying to win every night in the Western Conference right now. Well, I, I don't know, man. I think if... Uh... Chauncey Billups gets his act together and, and it's going to be messy for Portland, like in the early going, but who's to say they don't turn it around, uh, you know, after the all-star break or after about 30 games, because, you know, there are new, a lot of new players and not a lot of new key role players. And so that takes some time. So I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I feel like they just have way too many studs on their team just to think they're uh, a tuna can. You know what I mean? Uh, but I know what you're saying. And, and I do know and understand what you're saying about the rivalry too. I mean, as a homer, yeah, dubs games mean so much more, especially if we were to beat them. But, you know, if we're just speaking objectively and, and you're a fan from the outside, uh, you know, it, the proof is in the pudding. It's like, eh, well, no, they still need to get over that hump. And so until we beat them, and I'll say that again, until we beat them in the playoffs, I'm not going to say it's a rivalry. I kind of see this as a rivalry, but I understand if you don't. It's just like the animosity between, like, you know, if it was a home game in the Bay or at the Golden One Center. I think the animosity between both teams, it has, like, potential to be a rivalry game. But like you said, until we beat them in the playoffs, it isn't, it isn't like a rivalry rivalry. And, like, 
Also, I just want to, since I'm a little late, but I just want to, like, you know, congratulate Sabonis for holding it down. And I honestly thought that we had it in the bag when he hit that game winner. But, you know, the Warriors are just too, you know, they have more firepower and just like their de- Keegan's defense was also very, very good that game, too. Yeah, I, I think so many people stepped up. Like he on was rocky. He was he was rocky on offense, but he made up for it on defense. Yeah, and, I, he's made a late man for sure. And the fact that the game was close without, like you know, since Fox was out, and the fact that the game was still close, like it shows that our bench is like we have very much depth in, in our bench. Since and that's since Fox was out, many people were saying that oh, it's going to be like you know, uh, easy game and stuff, but it would. They managed to make it close, and that was without Fox. Well, we're not only missing Fox; you have to give Trey Lyles his flowers too. Mm-hmm. Because Trey Lyles, Lyles too. Trey yeah. Lyles, and he's a he was a big important piece, uh, you know, for to the team. Not at first, but um, once he started getting his minutes, he definitely contributed in a lot of ways. So missing him is definitely hurting us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we got news when when Fox was going to be out, and I said, "Okay, next man up." Somebody responded to me and said, yeah, well, the next person up is an superstar. But it's like, that's not the point. Next man up just means, you know, everybody has to step up. And I feel like everybody did in this game. And I'm so proud of the team uh, from Davion to Colby Jones. And yeah, like whose minutes does Colby Jones uh, eat into? Let me know, because he definitely deserves to play. Raymond. Uh, and Bung, I do see your hand up, but Raymond hasn't spoken yet. Uh, Raymond, what's going on? Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Um, first of all, I just want to say I tuned in due to streaming reasons on the Warriors broadcast. And I want to say that's the most atrocious broadcast team I've ever listened to, dude. They make the Lakers broadcast team seem unbiased. And I'd rather listen to chalks, uh, like on a, my hands on a chalkboard. I'd rather listen to Baby Cry for 30 minutes. I rather listen to my alarm clock go off for an hour than that broadcast team, dude. Brother, you're so you're preaching to the bad. choir right now. Yeah, we yeah. know 100. percent They make the Lakers team sound impartial, and they are pretty respectful when we play them, for sure. Oh no, the Lakers announcers, I, like I hate the Lakers with passion, but I'll give them that that they actually are pretty unbiased. Um, and to be honest, like Lakers are not pissing me off as much as they normally do than the Warriors right now. Like the Warriors are slowly becoming my most hated team. Um, and that's a lot. That's a lot to say as a Kings fan when the Lakers are out there. Um, but about the game, um, I think I would rather have saw a blow, blowout loss than a one point loss, to be honest. Like this was in my mind, a penciled in loss without Fox. But um, the fact that they played hard and kept it close um, was amazing to see. I just wish, I know it's not possible, but I just wish we could see monk start at the point guard position because i think that would give us the best chance to just blow a team out the water but then our bench would take a huge hit but not necessarily as much as a hit than other people think because kobe jones is actually looking really solid he looks like a 10-year vet out there as a rookie um so uh, i don't know about your guys take on that having monk at the point guard position to start the game uh, rather than davion i mean we can have davion out there as like an off ball but um I, I just don't see Davion uh, taking us to that next level, man. Like, and I love Davion, but I don't. I thought he could be a starting point guard one at one point in time, but it's not looking like that anymore. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to push back just a little bit, just because Davion had such a good game tonight, and I feel like his shot has finally become sustainable this season. 
Uh, granted, small sample size, I know. Um, I do like the point uh, that you made about Colby Jones, who's looking so good, and I really do hope that this small sample size is going to be what it is for him uh, moving forward. And that's been all over my timeline. I said three-year vet in my timeline, in my personal tweets. But, yeah, I love that everybody keeps calling him a 10-year vet. He looks so comfortable, right? Bro, um, he looks like a super – like he looks like Corey Joseph before Corey Joseph became Corey Joseph. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that's all, Well, no, because, like, we saw him drive in the lane, keep freaking CP3 on his hip, and then make a little lay-in, and it was the most veteran move that I've ever seen a rookie make. I'm exaggerating, of course. But yeah, I know he does look good. And it's like, whose minutes is he gonna going to eat into? And because um, I think Duarte still contributes defensively. I think he's great defensively. He just hasn't hit his shots. Um and then, you know, we do need Davion. I, I love his point of attack defense and, and all that he brings. He deflected so many passes uh today that probably aren't gonna show in the box score. But yeah, that's a tough one, man. Uh I just love the energy that Monk brings off the vent bench. You know what I mean? Like that two-man game that he and uh, Javal have right now is amazing. So uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I get I get the questions about Davion, um, but I mean, he's kind of proven when Fox is out, he's able to step up in that role as a starting point guard. And I'm just gonna trust what Mike Brown does because Mike Brown is coming off of being coach of the year, and he's proven uh, that he can earn our trust with what he does with the starting lineups. Um, I love Malik Monk, but uh, Malik Monk is uh, the perfect player to come off the bench. He gives you that energy. He gives you the options to facilitate the offense through him. Um, he can pass. He can shoot. Uh, he can do multiple things off the bench. So I think it's super important to have a guy like Malik coming off the bench. Um, I mean, I'm sure he would love to start as well. Everybody in the NBA would love to be a starter. Uh, but, you know, that's why Mike Brown had everyone sign their contracts at the beginning of last season, the all-in contract. And Malik, I think, is truly buying into his role as that six man coming off the bench and, you know, basically uh, taking charge of that, uh, that second unit. So um, yeah, I'm fine with Davion getting the starting spot when Fox is out again. The, I mean, the stats basically prove it. Um, he is able to basically, obviously he's not going to be your superstar like Fox, but he's able to get out there. needs what's, you know, uh, do what he needs to do. Um, I think they made a really good point on, I can't remember. I think Deuce and Mo was, were talking about it, but they did say that um, Davion has been pushing the ball uh, a lot more, which is nice to see. Instead of kind of slowing down, uh, he kind of pushes the ball once he gets out, you know, gets the outlet and goes. So um, I think that's really important as well. I think he's been improving on that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to change, um, you know, what they're doing. Um, it, one, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, Raymond, if, if, Dave, if this was Davion last year, I would 100% agree with you. But I think because he's improved – to me, in my eyes, significantly as far as his decision making and, and shot making, then I'm kind of like I'm, I'm okay with Monk coming off the bench. Right, right, and I I think one thing that people aren't talking about enough is we don't have Trey Lyles right now, and Trey Lyles is such a difficult matchup for the Lakers. I mean, not the Lakers, the Warriors, but the Lakers too. Um, but he's such a difficult matchup for the Warriors, where he could have changed that game tonight as well. So uh, once we get him back, hopefully we get him back before Fox comes back. So he can kind of work with the new guys. But I think Trey Lyles will change our pace and our shooting as well. You know, it's funny. I think the Warriors got their own uh, Trey Lyles and Trace Jackson Davis. I think yeah. he's going to be Trey Lyles next year. Oh, he looks nice. He looks nice. He's a steal for so late in the second round. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say Trey probably comes back uh, 
on one of the next two games. I mean, based on him practicing, things like that, they're going to have a couple days off to practice. So I, I think we'll see him back uh, probably sometime this weekend. Yeah, hopefully. He's been out since, what, the last game of the preseason, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. he has important things to do. He has to heal up an injury and, and get his book club ready. So it's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sasha, you think Sasha's going to take a step back in minutes when Trey comes back, or is that going to stay consistent? I I don't know. I think his, uh, his minutes might drop off just based on what Trey was able to contribute to the team because especially in the situations where they can go small ball five, they're going to put Trey Lyles out there before they put Sasha out there. Right. I think right. it depends on the matchups and the lineups, but I think unfortunately Sasha's minutes probably will take a hit once Trey Lowes comes back. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys, man. Raymond, come back anytime, man. I do uh, want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Herter. Um, nine rebounds tonight. That's incredible. Uh, he's He had eight rebounds, I believe, Sunday, and now he finished the game tonight with nine. Um, if you're not scoring and you're rebounding and doing shit like that, uh, you're contributing. So um, shout out to him. He's figuring out ways to contribute to the game, and I fucking love it. I appreciate everyone for coming through, and we are out of here. Take care, y'all.